bad and bullshit. Yeah, I we're what day are we? Day eleven or twelve? Eleven, twelve? Yeah, or something. I am stunned mm. by just the sh- and it, twelve days, Aaron. Mm-hmm. I mean, with, let's with let's, no let's, end in sight. Right. Right. And the thing is, like, like, let's zoom out is my thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have to, like we, the capital, the downtown of the capital city of Canada is being occupied by a bunch of white supremacists. Like, I don't and don't give me this quibble about. Well, not everybody's a white supremacist. What what's the saying in Germany? If you have if you have um, one Nazi at a table of uh, ten Nazis and they're all Nazis, is that the one? One Nazi at a table of just regular folk, and you know equals like eleven Nazis. Like that's that's the stats I'm taking here. Okay, you yeah. can't pick and choose your Nazi. Okay, mm-hmm. once they're there it then becomes a Nazi, you know, a white supremacist rally. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you say. You can quibble on the, on the percentages of Nazi. You do that. And the result is the same. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that they're, they're Nazis. Yeah. And the people who choose to affiliate with a Nazi convoy, you're a Nazi too. Like you're a sympathizer. Okay. So anyway, now that we have that out of the way, I just, I am stunned at that fact right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I fully agree. I am also quite stunned at the both stupidity of the occupiers and the dangerousness of the occupiers. Right. Because they really have no idea what they're doing. There's no real coherent organization and no real means of like communicating that across the group. But they had a midnight press conference last night, at which time they said they will form a coalition with any politician and party that is not Justin Trudeau and the liberals. And then they name checked the NDP and the Bloc Quebecois. And the governor general. Well, I hear the governor general's office is getting like threats and stuff. Yeah. Apparently like they only, they usually get like 20 phone calls a day and now they're getting hundreds. Holy fuck. I, I I just, I mean, and the intimidation is what's, is what's troubling to me. It's not, it's not outright like, explicit violence yet mm-hmm. but the intimidation is like intimidation is like thought out it's organized it's you know all of those things and the threat of violence is something that they're using very effectively that's mm-hmm. what i'm finding 
And so, you know, you have pundits. Uh, oh, well, I'm so glad it's not violent. And you're just like, um, they tried to set a building on fire. So you want to walk that back? Like the Globe's editorial board did that shit. And mm-hmm. I was just like, are you insane? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this the downtown white upper class like Toronto viewpoint? God help us. No wonder we're here. Like, yeah. I I just, I, I just, I'm just so fucking stunned. I just, I did not expect. I wrote a whole, Aaron, I wrote a whole article basically saying I told you so. Okay. Because yeah. I think people need to know, like people need to rearrange their fucking perspective and understand what the hell is going on here. That is my point. Told As you a- it's a problem. White supremacy, like fascism, white supremacy has been on the rise for what, 10 years, maybe. Mm-hmm. We don't have what intelligence on this. What the fuck? So uh, in case you're wondering, um, welcome to the Bad Adventure Podcast. <laughs> welcome <laughs> to our nightmare. We, uh, we basically just hit record and then started talking. And so here's your intro. I'm Aaron. That's Erica. And uh, you're welcome. This is for free. <laughs> Don't say we never did anything for you. <laughs> We're just going to talk breezy about yeah. what's going on in Ottawa. Since the last time we talked to you all about that was we recorded probably the Friday they were mm-hmm. coming in. It was, yeah, it was like on day eight, eight-ish, oh. February 4th. Okay, yes, okay. Since since then, the mayor of Ottawa has declared a state of emergency, and then city council voted to not stop regular city council business in order to allow councillors whose constituents are affected by the occupation so they can provide them with resources and support. No, no, regular business is now going to continue because the suburban, rural city councillors in the city of Ottawa said, not our problem. Unless, of course, they are signed up to run for mayor, in which case they did say yes. You know, it's no wonder that this is happening. Okay, I know. (laughs) (laughs) This is the most... I, this council is so ineffective and so uh, and so selfish and they're, they just they, they're so, so quick that, to pass the buck oh my god there's no accountability mechanisms nothing okay nothing oh my gosh I can when I say elections have consequences this is what I mean yeah 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 what uh, oh my gosh i don't even know well finally the um so i guess was it yesterday or the day before was it sunday or monday anyway jagmeet singh called for an emergency debate on the ottawa occupation uh this debate happened on monday february the 7th where it was the first time throughout this whole mess 
that we had seen the prime minister address anybody. And so I, I find it interesting that it's Jagmeet Singh who, who, who had to come in and basically force the prime minister out of hiding. I mean, I, you know, his absence is remarkable. Okay. He's been, he was absent during Omicron when that shit hit the fan. Okay. Remember over Christmas holidays, remember? And now he's absent with like barbarians at the gate. Yeah, his absence is very curious to me only because when he first had COVID back in late 2020 or early-ish 2021, he was very obviously working and made a point of being out there. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, this decision is very curious to me. But I will say the fact that the occupiers are standing outside parliament and he got into the house of commons to deliver a, I would say very good speech for him <laughs> is quite a fuck you because they're I like mean- he's hiding he's hiding and we're occupying the le- like where you're supposed to be working and he was just like hi I'm here I thought it was pretty funny you know what I did wonder how he got there I, I really did. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Apparently the, the parliamentary press gallery doesn't quite know how he got there is what I'm hearing. Oh, really? Yeah. No one really knows. Oh, so he came in like, like Captain Fuck You. <laughs> yeah. But then I also made, then I made some jokes. I was like, well, maybe he's been there the whole time and he's just like the Phantom of Center Block. <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh Um, that's hilarious but yeah like it was a it was quite a fuck you way to come out of hiding yes yes i will give him that that was very well done and he looked younger he looks he looked pretty good I'm i'm sorry i'm sorry but i mean everybody knows i'm no fan of anybody so but I was impressed. I was like, did he moisturize? Like, yeah. he looked like he moisturized. He also had a frown on and like, a, he looked very stern. He did need a little bit of a haircut. So you can't tell he was in isolation. However, it was working. The hair was working because it was wavy. Okay. And no gray. No gray. Did you see that? Mm. I was like, mm-hmm. where the fuck is the gray? But he never really has gray in his hair anyway. Just on his beard. He- Adam Bitchy podcast, come for the lefty politics, stay for the analysis of the prime minister's beard. <laughs> so let me get this straight. The prime minister rolls in incognito past a fucking occupation into the House of Commons looking younger and better than when he went in. Yeah, that's a fuck you. It was. Uh, <laughs> and delivering a pretty decent speech. Yeah. I mean, that's really what what the delay was. You know, it was 10 days so that they could write the speech and workshop it. <laughs> that's quick for them. <laughs> the efficiencies abound. <laughs> <sighs> 
but anyway, so, you know, since, since the Monday podcaster have been several developments, uh, most importantly that uh, a 21 year old public servant sued the convoy for an injunction against the, uh, the noise and a 10 day injunction was granted. This so, is peak whiteness right here. Honestly. Oh no, she's not white. She's not. No, she's Asian. It's still peak whiteness. <laughs> I mean, man, it is super petty, super smart. She has done more than any politician in this country. It's still peak whiteness, but good for her. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that it was wrong or it was bad. I'm just saying, I'm just commenting on the character of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. And it so, is, you know what else it is? It's peak Ottawa to sue the convoy for the noise it is and and to grant an injunction auto is a thing about noise it has this like oh man about noise yeah oh man yes like you can't laugh in the street on uh, in ottawa without people turning around and looking at you funny because you're experiencing joy a little too loudly they love a noise bylaw in the city (laughs) yeah they do like i mentioned the the occupiers held this extremely random midnight press conference where they said that they wanted to basically overthrow the government and instill themselves as government uh even though we just had an election and no one voted for these people but yet they think that they're on the side of freedom and democracy and really don't know the definition of fascism and well um guys i hate to tell you that is it that is that's authoritarianism thank you thank you Thank you. Okay. This whole thing is about motherfucking power. Okay. And I wish, I wish, I wish we had the, I wish we had a New Yorker level thought process in this country to (laughs) fucking understand that this was never about the vaccine. The vaccine was just the cover. Mm -hmm. It's a Trojan horse. It is a Trojan horse. This was always about them trying to push the limits to see how much power they could get for their white supremacy and their fascism. Specifically against the liberals and Trudeau. Exactly. And now we have a major Canadian political party jumping on board. So how's that? What what did Candace Bergen say in the house? Which time? Uh, during, During the emergency debate. Something about mansplaining? She did. She, uh, maybe it was not during the emergency debate, but it was definitely on the Monday where someone, she said something and someone corrected her with the actual facts, not even like in a condescending way, just being like, actually it's this. She told them they were mansplaining to her. Didn't we call that on this podcast? I do recall we did. We talked about how Candace Bergen was going to use feminism, even though she's not a feminist and would tell you that she's not a feminist and distort it to an inverse sort of of fucking like relative of feminism. Okay, and when I say relative, I mean, like on the dark side anyway, but she was going to distort the words of feminism for her own ends and and use it as a shield to hide behind. And so this is a like she started re- like she did not waste time in one. Like it's been like, what, four days, <laughs> five yeah. days. 
and it hasn't even been a week and she's basically insulted a whole bunch of groups like whole bunch of groups and i don't know what the conservative party thinks they're going to get out of this but if you want to talk division they're it yeah that was the other thing is that i think it was during the emergency debate she called for uh reducing the political tensions in the conversations around the pandemic and vaccines and that is fine that's a fine request on its face the problem is that you know like we've said many times before on this podcast that doesn't they're not doing that in good faith they wanted they're doing that so that they can have control of the conversation not so there can be an actual exchange of ideas policies approaches Right. Like it's the same as when they're giving the media to potential voters in that fucking convoy. This is the same thing when you go to the convoy and the media is going to the convoy and they're saying, hey, like, do you want me to interview you about so you can tell your story or whatever? Why are you here? Blah, blah, blah. The people are saying to them, oh, the media are liars. All these things like, cool, like I'm here giving you the opportunity to tell me your story. And I am the media so you can have your say and they're saying well the media is a bunch of liars they never want to talk to us and they're like I'm standing right here (laughs) I'm asking you what your opinion is and they say no so no one's actually having a discussion of ideas or on the basis of actual facts as evidenced by that we want to create a coalition government Um, did they get there white supremacy obviously i i just like i'm still stunned like a major political party is supporting this fuckery oh my god oh my god yeah so my question is after all this is physically over whenever that is how do we go back to normal we can't how do we go back to we can't go back no like this is a go from here this is a Pandora's box. It's and I don't definitely a flashpoint. And no one is ready to talk binger. about that. Yeah. No one's ready to talk about how it's really like opened up the seams in this country. I mean, yes, in, like people are like, oh, like this is really emphasizing the divide, but we're not, people aren't seeing the long-term effects of it. This po- again, did we not say on this podcast that this mm-hmm. country is coming apart at the seams? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not about divisions. This country is literally falling apart socially. Mm -hmm. I don't know how people can't see that. It's because people get so caught up in what affects them on their day-to-day lives. And they just don't see the forest through the trees. You know, there's no 30,000 foot view. It's only the micro view. Like, this is some serious shit. I just, I'm like, the capital of Canada's downtown is being occupied by white supremacists for 12 fucking days. Yeah. And I was seeing some U.S. reporters being like, what, some of them who are just like more culture reporters are being like, what the fuck's happening in Canada? And then the more politics reporters are just like, we need to recognize that what is happening there can happen here. And it will have much more dire consequences, similar to like how, what's happening in Windsor right now. What's happening in Windsor? 
they've basically oh, yeah, the protest is there the, too and they're like shutting down shutting the actual down supply the chain actual supply chain yes 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 sorry i had to be like i honestly aaron you know why i couldn't remember that because literally when i read it i couldn't fucking believe it that's it was- like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what the fuck is going on. And this is the thing. Like, I don't understand how I feel like I'm in a fucking echo chamber with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. W- look what happened. Look what's still happening in Coots, Alberta. The point is, is that it's interesting how strategic operationally this is. I just wonder how long have they been planning this? Who have they been planning this with? Who's been funding this? And mm-hmm. why aren't we all collectively asking these questions? I don't know. I mean, I mean, the parliament is going to be looking into the GoFundMe of it all, but now they've moved to some oh, Christian, oh, Christian, whatever. Yes. And like, okay, can we just can we just hail back to Mona? Elta Howie, yeah. and when we interviewed her and we talked about the marriage of the of religious fundamentalism of the Christian right and white supremacy like the far right mm-hmm. okay for everybody subscribe and go listen to that podcast because even I might be listening to that podcast after this mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think there were some real gems in there that explain a lot about for example why a christian organization would step in like that so readily and who are they backed by you know so we've been saying for a long time on this podcast that white supremacy is global that these things are global and that it's not surprising and it doesn't i think the pandemic has provided such an opportunity to exploit that civil unrest or that civil sort of of misalignment, let's say, mm-hmm. and exploit that for their own ends. And it's remarkable how quickly they've been able to ramp up. It was, and I think I probably told this to you, but like it was very early on in the pandemic, actually, well, early on in terms of like late summer, early fall 2020, where our there was just like, I was seeing increased radicalization of people mm-hmm. on Facebook, on Instagram, yeah. because they were just spending so much time at home and spending so much more time on these garbage platforms that feed you fucking trash. And because of that, everyone thinks that one, they're a fucking expert. And two, that they Maybe suddenly care about, research. <laughs> yeah, like they think that they know about politics and they have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the pandemic has definitely provided that opportunity and disinformation campaigns are also a tool of the far right mm-hmm. and they're targeted and they're mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think that we really, really need to recognize that you're right. It's a Pandora's box at this point. I'm, I'm, I don't think that Canadian media or the media establishment really, really understands that threat mm-hmm. and is really directing resources to cover that threat. Mm-hmm. Right now, the best sort of tracker we have is from <clears throat> the Anti-Hate Network, who's done amazing, amazing work. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in in tying in in taking these threads and tying them together. And so I we just can't put the genie back in the bottle is my point. And mm-hmm. at this at, at not at day 12 <laughs> like I did like who could see this coming is really well somebody did. Oh, here's the other point I want to make before we start wrapping up is that Every a lot of people thought that once Donald Trump was removed, that the threat would be gone. You and I never did that. Would that probably never entered our brains? But there was a lot of that going on. I would another, say, which is another reason why white liberals should never leave this conversation. Anyway, I would say that if he hadn't tried to overthrow the election and hadn't tried to subvert democracy, the risk would not be as high as it was actually was because he just kept feeding people lies that they now believe. And now that and the, the Republican party has deemed um, legitimate public discourse. Right. And so now people think that whatever's happening now here is legitimate political discourse. But it's white liberals who jumped on that train too. Small L liberals, yeah. Small L liberals, yeah. That jumped on this fucking free marketplace of ideas or whatever the fuck they're talking about and legitimizing these ideas like like they're worthy of discussion. Yeah. Okay. And the both sides of, of white liberal media, like it's worthy of ponder Mm -hmm. i know well on that note um thanks for listening and if you're not subscribed to the podcast what the fuck are you waiting for because you actually get this on the regular and you just go to badbitchypodcast.substack.com and you become a paid subscriber I need to emphasize that you need to become a paid subscriber to get access to the podcast because so many people just sign up for the mailing list and you get maybe an email a month when you go there. Yeah. Like you need to fork over some money. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. What's happening now, we've been talking about for we're going coming up to five years for literally five years if you want smart commentary on politics and to look at different angles of politics and actually have politics be accessible Mm -hmm. then you will subscribe and pay Honestly, honestly, as low as seven dollars a month, because honestly, the way I'm seeing um, Canadian media treat this whole Ottawa occupation thing, I'm just like the 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 incredulousness, honestly, the incredulity, sorry, honestly, is really grating on my nerves. Mm -hmm. It's grating on my nerves is because I'm sorry. Did we miss the Quebec shooting? Yeah, like there have and 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 the bill 21 and the 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 those were all weak signals. Exactly. So if you want a podcast that can tie what's going on in this country together, subscribe. 
right. on that note, we will be back. Erica will be back next week with uh, a special guest for some Black History Month content. Yes. In the meantime, we will talk to you then. Follow us on Twitter because that's where all the funny stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, then. Bye. Bye. Bye.